Hello and welcome. My name is Ishit Vachrajani. I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS. We are here to talk about designing a cloud-enabled workforce. As an enterprise strategist, we are fortunate to spend time with hundreds of executives from some of world's largest enterprises. And the topic of people and organization comes up very often. And to dive deep on this topic, I'm excited to be joined by Prakash Kota, CIO of Autodesk. Prakash, welcome. Thanks, Ishit, for having me here. Prakash, can you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Prakash Kota, SVP and CIO at Autodesk. Autodesk is changing how the world is designed and made. Our technology spans across architecture, engineering, construction, manufacturing, media, and entertainment. And uh, we don't believe in just making progress. We are there to make an impact and make it happen and by unleashing potential and unlocking insights, enabling our customers to design and make a better world. And uh, with my role as a CIO, I'm responsible for all of our enterprise infrastructure, our private cloud, enterprise applications, operations, security operations, and uh, also customer operations. Uh, when customers reach out to Autodesk, uh, my team is accountable and responsible for ensuring uh, they have a good experience. Awesome, thank you for uh, joining us, Prakash. Uh, and speaking of making an impact, uh, Autodesk has uh, a fantastic journey to the cloud. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your journey to the cloud, the successful mass migration that you completed? Yeah, definitely. Happy to share our IT journey. If you look at it, about three years back, we, Autodesk had a strategic initiative of moving our business models to becoming a subscription company. We used to ship DVDs to our customers, and now we give access to our products in the cloud. And so with that transformation, really triggered our thought process of ensuring all of our systems are highly reliable, always available and secure which really made us think about where do we want these applications to be. And so we decided and embarked on this journey to move all of our applications uh, to the cloud. And that was the trigger, I would say, of doing this mass migration program. And uh, I would say it was a phenomenal journey. We migrated over 400 plus applications. And the best part was we also retired a lot of applications. Uh, that, that's, which typically do, doesn't happen very often. As you know, we're always good at investing, but when we need to divest, that doesn't happen naturally. And so this program really triggered that. And also additionally, this also gave us an opportunity to look at what kind of modern experiences do we want to give to our customers and employees as part of this effort. So re-architecting in some cases, in some cases, as I mentioned, divesting, in some cases, migrating. And so it was uh, a good journey, I would say, from process, technology, and people standpoint on how we transformed uh, our uh, applications to the cloud. That's very impressive, uh, Prakash. One of the things that uh, uh, we often hear is uh, it's about speed and agility. And you executed this uh, uh, migration uh, at, a, at a rapid pace. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how long the journey uh, was for and, and what, what was the timeline? The journey went at least four months ahead of schedule. 
which is typically unlikely in any IT project. Uh, but I would say uh, the one of the reasons for it was uh, I, I'm a big believer in going slow to go fast. We spent a lot of time in the beginning of this initiative to really strategize and agree and align on what does an end state look like, a good end state look like. And then, of course, we followed your approach of working backwards and then really looked at what outcomes do we really want to drive and then came up with a plan on how are we going to tackle it. It was not moving all applications at once. We created tiger teams, I would say. We started off with two tiger teams. Uh, in the first uh, set of applications where we were migrating, we made sure folks with a lot of AWS background and engineering knowledge were part of the team that helped migrate. And then we also made sure some team members who were given the required training we're also shadowing the team members who were migrating. So that we had, a, we had a rhythm to it. Like we had experts who were migrating and we had a partner we leveraged who helped us in the first few migrations. And then the next set of team members were getting training and then certifications, then shadowing a particular migrations were then next allowed to actually migrate. So, uh, which means we brought the entire team along in this journey. It was not just about leveraging a partner and having them do the work for us. While we started off engaging a partner to help us train the team and then upskill the team, but then we made sure our teams were part of the overall migration efforts in bringing all the applications over whatever we wanted to bring to the cloud. Great, and, and you talked about sort of the speed uh, and how bringing your team along was a key part of that journey. Uh, can you tell, talk, us, talk to us a little bit about how did you assess the skills of the team that you had? Uh, what were the gaps? You talked about reskilling and training, uh, augmenting that with other resources. How did you assess the skill set you had in-house? And what was the plan that you put together to rapidly reskill the team? Yeah, no, I think that's a good question, Ishida. First, we defined what roles and skill sets do we need? for the future and for migration. And so we also made sure that all the team members, as I mentioned, we defined the roles and their responsibilities and skill sets that they're required for the future, not what they have today. And how are we going to leverage them? And what kind of certifications do they need? And so we also have this 70-20-10 concept where 70% of your knowledge gaining happens on the job and 20% happens working with your peers, and 10% is like, I would call it classroom training. So we, they, they start off with that 10%, getting uh, classroom training, getting certifications, and then they spend a lot of time while they're shadowing the tiger teams who are migrating. They spend time with the peers, get the required knowledge and test it out and try. And then they actually, when they become part of the tiger team, when they are migrating applications, that's when they really start learning, and that's the 70% of the job. So we followed this concept, and as they successfully migrated applications, and then start, we, we defined what does an end state look like, then they were, uh, we also did a lot of gamification, where we said, okay, you know what, your titles are going to change. 
you you need to earn these badges on how you are going to be uh, a healthy competition within the team across the globe actually so there was a lot of good competition which part of the globe is really migrating fast with high quality it was not just migrating but migrating with high quality because at the end of the day we really didn't want the business folks or business applications to even realize that something was happening behind the scenes the infrastructure change from our hosted data centers to the cloud was seamless like we didn't have any specific downtime or uh, maintenance windows to make this migration so and that was the challenge given to the team how do we do that we don't want to stop the business while we are making all this foundational fundamental changes to moving the applications to the cloud and so th that was the approach it was more about upskilling them making them shadow getting them the confidence and then putting them on the job ensuring that they are actually doing the work that's how they get expertise sounds like uh, you had a very thoughtful uh, approach but that didn't slow you down which is which is amazing um there are a couple of things that you talked about which are very interesting and i want to double click on them uh you mentioned gamification and sort of teams had to earn these badges can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah no i think see at the end of the day if they are doing different jobs and different activities they can't be carrying the their legacy titles and job titles there is not a satisfaction that employees will have so we were very clear you won't also get new titles but if you keep performing what you're doing because i'm a big believer you need to change your actions to get different results you can't keep taking same actions and expect different results so when employees are starting to take different actions and start performing different activities you need to really recognize them what they are doing and what appropriate titles do we need to give them and so we identified we defined job profiles actually what does a go forward job profiles look like whether it is cloud uh, engineers full stack engineers devops engineers data scientists cloud architects whatever those roles could be and each one required certain number of hours certain certifications for them to complete and for certain activities for them to maintain and do and own ongoing basis and so when they achieved those milestones we actually gave them those specific titles so we evolved and changed uh, their titles job titles to those roles which really gave them like it was a personal satisfaction that the milestone that they achieved it's also not a big win for autodesk while they migrate applications they also saw that okay it my, it's my personal milestone for me to get to a cloud engineer cloud architect or a devops engineer full stack engineer and that really motivated engineers because when you have when you incentivize team members with a particular what is in it for them what is in it for me they are motivated they get the energy and drive that is required for them to go out out uh, uh, go beyond and above and beyond to perform so that's what we really saw with the team and also based on the number of certifications we also ensured autodesk took care of all the certifications we paid for the certifications and they and we also made sure in all of the uh, migration program within the sprints we allocated some time for training and certifications so it was not like okay we are expecting you to work 40 50 hours a week and then somehow you're going to manage to finish training certifications and expect to be ready to do it was not a lot of realistic expectations were set and lot of room was given to employees to be successful that really helped them people felt like they had a lot of personal gain while autodesk also benefited from this program
great insights there. I love the idea of actually making room and time for learning. Uh, so you actually had sort of training and learning as part of your sprint planning and how you allocated the capacity, uh, which is which is great because often we hear that people uh, just don't have time from their day-to-day job to spend in training and certification. They like to do it, uh, but they simply don't have the bandwidth. So that's that's a great idea. Did the structure of the team change? I mean, it did change because if you look at it, when you when you have a complete set of data center engineers, storage engineers, compute engineers, Linux, Unix, and Windows kind of uh, skill sets, to now you're talking about full stack engineers. You're talking about infrastructure as code. So you're talking about cloud engineers, cloud architects, DevOps engineers, site reliability engineers, when you're talking about complete availability, reliability, and security. So the roles evolved and changed a lot because with, with uh, when we leverage cloud, we also have certain expectations on what we expect AWS as a cloud provider to provide. And so, which we probably, when we are hosting our own data centers, we, are, we need to be responsible for. So now they are spending a lot of time on the capabilities that exist in the cloud, how to tap onto them and how to bring that value to our customers and our users. That's where they spend a lot of time rather than just hosting. And so the, what they needed to do is more about l- continuous learning because you guys are launching services regularly, and w- which is the best part of a cloud provider. When we engage with a cloud provider, it's not just about the core infrastructure. It's about the surrounding capabilities that come along with it. And so they are continuously learning and then bringing what does any of these services bring value to Autodesk? And if they, how do we enable? How do we start consuming? So that's where they spend a lot of time. So I think their roles changed. The activities they do on a day-to-day basis changed. Like the maintenance activities that they were doing when you were in a data center to what they don't need to do today uh, because it, those are expectations for a public cloud provider to provide us is so different. So the operational nature of reactively working on certain things has completely changed to more proactively thinking of making sure that you're continuously reliable, available, and scalable, and secure is where the focus is. One of the things that we we often see that, Prakash, uh, what you talked about is uh, that teams don't have to uh, spend time on undifferentiated heavy lifting. So they can actually focus on really growing the business and, and doing something that your customers care for uh, rather than that undifferentiated heavy lifting. And that impacts the title, the roles, as well as structure of the organization because you're able to now innovate much faster. Um, as you look back at your journey uh, and some of the results that you've seen, uh, how do you think this has helped you uh, retain and attract the talent? Because there is there's just so much focus on companies trying to differentiate their business uh, that they need to attract the right talent. How has that actually helped you? See, one of the key things with cloud is the agility. How frequently you can add value to your customers. And us being a cloud company, what we are putting, we are always doing things, putting customer at the center. And our goal is to, how do we make sure we give continuous value to our customers? And that is definitely, that agility that we are looking for is definitely available with cloud. And that is something that is unlocking our uh, employees to really take advantage of what cloud brings. So going away from 
annual or semi-annual releases or uh, releasing features to customers on a quarterly basis to you can release stuff multiple times a day is a significant thing and it's also a lot of satisfaction for them how quickly they can turn around and start contributing and adding value. And it also feels good because ultimately our customers win. Our customers are getting the most value. And so, and, and also in a traditional, when you are doing stuff, maintaining your data centers and hosting, you are behind the scenes. When you're an infrastructure resource, you're behind the scenes. Nobody even knows that a person exists. But when you're consuming cloud and you're tapping on additional value that you're bringing to the teams and uh, launching features so that your consumers can benefit out of it, you are able to be directly making connection to the value that we are generating to customers. So that's a significant shift and change in really motivating talent and giving them challenging work. Because if, ta if see, one of the biggest reasons why employees leave is because they either they have a problem with their manager or they don't like whom they report or work to, or they don't have challenging work. Yes, people talk a lot about compensation, but I, as you know, we're based in Silicon Valley, we give competitive salaries. So it's not just about salaries, it's also about, am I having interesting work? I'm having challenging work and am I contributing and creating an impact? And, uh, and is the company adding a purpose to whatever we do? So all of these factors really are important for to retain employees or to attract talent. And I feel like we're able to do that. Great. Uh, looking ahead, uh, what are some of the things that um, you see next for Autodesk in this journey, uh, as well as your teams? What are the new roles? What do you think is next for your team? Yeah, I think the next big thing, right, I would say we are definitely focusing on leveraging data uh, with, with a cloud company and a subscription company. If we want to continuously deliver value to our customers, whether it's internal employees or external, we, are want, we want to make sure we understand our customers well, which means we want to make sure we give personalization to our employees then we want to know where are they spending most of the time? Uh, what kind of activities are they doing? How do we remove friction so that they can have uh, more self-service or things on demand? So we are looking at how do we tap into the data that is available and the compute power that's available with the cloud to really give experiences on the fly. So a lot of focus on personalization, a lot of focus on uh, making sure we are giving unique and appropriate experiences, consumer-like experiences, whether it's our employees or partners or customers. So there is a huge focus on that, which is exciting actually, as we start learning, because we all think, especially when you are uh, IT leaders and technology leaders, you bring in so many tools and applications, and when you start learning what is adding more value to your users, it's fascinating to learn. And it's also helping understand, especially for our employee population where we have a lot of tools and applications, it also gives us a flavor of not us thinking what is important for them, but the data proves and tells what is important for them. And so we are able to focus on those specific tools and capabilities and also divest in other tools that are not adding that much value. So it's also simplification that's happening and it's also modernization that's happening in parallel. So I would say it's a fascinating time to be in this field, trying to leverage the cloud data to transform ultimately to give transformative or consumer-like experiences to your users. 
sounds like a really fun uh, workplace experience transformation uh, that you're embarking on as well. Um, Prakash, as you uh, think about your journey, some of the successes that you had, what is next? Uh, what will be your advice? What are the top three things that you would tell your peers uh, who are thinking about this transformation or are just starting out their journey? See, the first thing I'll say is don't move to cloud with a cost mindset. Definitely have a value mindset. Uh, in some cases, you may be spending a little bit more, but as long as you're getting value, because I'm a big believer in cost is what you pay, value is what you get. So have a value mindset. And uh, that's one. The second thing is, as I mentioned, go slow to go fast. What I mean by this is, in the initial stages, coming up with a proper plan from how are you going to leverage cloud, who are the partners who you are going to be associated with, who are going to help you, enable you, and also the employees portion of it. Like, how are you going to help them train how are, and focus on learning, continuous learning, and how is it going to be part of the program and not an additional thing? And having a structure and governance on how are you going to measure the outcomes is going to be very critical. So make sure you do guys, you guys do spend time on that. Um, and then also set expectations uh, uh, on uh, to your users on what to expect. And the other thing is celebrate. Uh, celebrate continuously because change management is the critical element in the second point that I mentioned with all of the activities. Don't underestimate the change management of what the new world is going to be. So, uh, and it takes a lot of iterations to really uh, ensure you're focusing on that with the teams. And uh, I think that structure will really help all of you to be successful. And when things don't go right, it's fine. Make sure you're embracing that and you're sharing it with your team and you're explaining it on what learnings we have and how are we going to move forward. And when they are successful, I mean, whether they're successful or when you have learnings, celebrate continuously because then that gives them the confidence. You know what, the management is not looking at us even if we fail or if we make a mistake, that gives them confidence to move faster. And, and that gives a lot of good outcomes. Pretty sage advice, uh, Prakash. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your insight. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what uh, you and Autodesk team does next. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much for having me, Shirt.